Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you, oh Lord. You've been so good to me, Lord. Been so good to me, Lord. You've been so good to me, I just want to thank you. I just want to praise you. I just want to praise you. I just want to praise you, oh Lord. You've been so good to me, Lord. You've been so good to me, Lord. You've been so good to me, I just want to praise you. I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you, oh Lord. You've been so good to me, Lord. Been so good to me, Lord. Been so good to me, I just want to thank you. Amen, amen. God bless you, children of God. I do greet each of you once again. In the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ, for those of you that are worshiping with us for the first time, I want to invite you and i glad that you are with us for another edition of Living the Word, where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. We do greet each of you in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ. Uh, we have been working on a topic that we started on yesterday, talking about the blessed man or the blessed woman. And it is my prayer and it is my hope and my heartfelt desire that each one of you under the sound of my voice is not only blessed, but that you will realize that you are blessed. Now, God has in my spirit immediately this morning, he says, Robert, there is a difference between being blessed and realizing that you are blessed. God says that there are many people who are blessed who don't even realize they are blessed. Just as there are many people in this life who have an opportunity to accept God, to serve God, and don't even realize the opportunity. So I not only want to see you blessed, my brother and my sister, 
But my prayer is that you will realize, that you and I will realize that we are blessed and we are blessed by the best. A lot of times it is not what God gives to us that makes the difference in our life, but rather us having an understanding of what God has given us. God gives people life every day, yet people die every day and get sent to hell. Why? They didn't understand why God gave them life. God has given you and our life that we might live for him, that we might do the things that are pleasing in his sight, that we might prepare ourselves for eternity. Every one of us, under the sound of my voice, and even those beyond my voice, are going to spend eternity somewhere. Every one of us. And we're either going to spend eternity in the presence of God and of his angels, or in the lake of fire and burning sulfur where the beast and the false prophet had been thrown, there they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. So it's not so much what God gives to you, but whether or not you and I have an understanding, an appreciation, you know, someone giving you a gift and you appreciating the gift are two different things. Somebody could give you a million dollars, but then if you don't appreciate what has been given to you, then uh, the purpose of the gift is not fully realized. My prayer for every soul under the sound of my voice, you realize that you and I will realize the precious gift that God has placed in our midst, the gift of life, the gift of salvation. See, the gift of life, the gift of salvation, God has made both available to us. You know, hell is basically a place for people that did not take advantage of the opportunities that were presented to them. In this life, the opportunity to accept Christ. The Bible says, seek the Lord while he may be found. We are in this life with an opportunity to accept Jesus, with an opportunity to confess Jesus, to live for Jesus. We are in this life with opportunities all around. Now, whether we take advantage of the opportunities or not is up to us. My prayer for you, my brother and my sister, is that we will take advantage of the opportunities that God has presented before us. My spirit goes to the people of Nazareth. These were the people that Jesus, who was God in the likeness of sinful man, he grew up. In Nazareth, he grew up around these people. Jesus went to Nazareth 
and tried to preach, tried to share the gospel, tried to share the good news, the blessings of God with his people, but they did not accept him. Jesus could only do a few miracles there. He was only able to lay hands on a few sick people. They ended up wanting to throw him down a cliff. They ended up wanting to kill him. Jesus had to leave their area. So it was not that God did not want to bless them. It was not that God did not try to bless them. It was not that God had planned, had not planned to bless them, but they resisted. They rejected. My brother and my sister, let us not resist, reject, rebel against what God is trying to give to us. God is trying to bless us. Whether we accept it or not is our choice. God is trying to save us, to heal us, to deliver us, to fix us, to change our way of thinking, change our way of doing, change. God wants to do great things in your life and in my life. The topic for this morning is the same one that the Lord had given us yesterday, the blessed man. And what God is dealing with me on now is how being blessed and realizing that you are blessed are two different things. Not only do we want God to bless us, but we want to realize that we are blessed. There are blessed people. The Lord is speaking this in my spirit now, that there are blessed people all over the world who do not even realize they are blessed. Lord, help us. Lord, forgive us in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ. Being blessed and realizing you are blessed are two totally different things. May we realize that we are blessed. We're going to take a look at the book of Psalms, chapter 1, with a special focus on verse 2. Psalms chapter 1 with a special focus on verse 2. From the New International Version, our scripture reads, Blessed is the man who meditates on his law both day and night. Blessed is the man who meditates on his law, who meditates on the law of the Lord both day and night. We are going to continue working from our topic, the blessed man, the blessed man. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you, Father. 
We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. Father, we appreciate all that you have done. That that we know about and that that we don't. Because you have promised us, Heavenly Father, that all things work together for our good. You didn't say all things that we understand work together for our good. You didn't say that all things that feel good to us work together for our good. But you said all things work together for our good for those of us who love you and have been called according to your purpose. Father, as your word is preached and taught to your people in the four corners of the earth, Pray, Heavenly Father, that you use this earthly vessel to proclaim your truth, your wisdom, your knowledge, your understanding to your people. Use this earthly vessel, Father, for your good, pleasing, and perfect will, that your name may be glorified, that someone may be blessed in the continent of Africa, and the continent of Asia, and the continent of Australia, North America, South America, India, China, wherever your people are, Heavenly Father, hearing this broadcast, may a word be spoken that will edify, encourage, strengthen, and anoint that men and women may hear your word, Father, in the innermost regions of their inner man. May your name be glorified today. Forgive us of our sins, Father. Forgive us of our iniquities. You told us in your word that if any of us lack wisdom, that we should ask you that you give liberally to all without finding fault. Father, we're asking for your wisdom today. We trust that you are going to give it to us, that you are going to bless us with your presence, that your name may be exalted. Speak, Father, for your servants, your children, your people are gathered together today to hear you. Glorify yourself, Father. In the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ, we yield our members as instruments for you. Let your will be done in our midst, Father. And we will forever give your name glory, honor, and praise. This is our prayer. We count this and all other blessings done in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ, our strength and our redeemer, our Lord and our Savior. Amen and amen. Let God's people say amen. Praise God. The blessed man. The blessed man.
Blessings are something that each of us desire. The reality, my brother and my sister, is that no man, no woman, really desires to be cursed by God. But we desire to be blessed. God has fixed up blessings and curses. He knows that we like blessings. And he knows that we don't like curses. Now, the thing about blessings that you want to keep in mind, child of God, is that sometimes we don't understand what a blessing is. When we think of a blessing, most of us think of a new house or a new car or a raise on our job, or we think of something that makes us feel good. But because we live in a world where there is good and there is evil and we live in a world that our character has to be developed and sharpened, sometimes the things that bless us are things that hurt us. Sometimes things that do the most spiritual good to us or the most spiritual good for us are things that cause the most physical discomfort to us. You say, Apostle, what are you saying? I heard the psalmist say, it was good for me that I was afflicted. Most of us do not like affliction. Most of us do not like suffering. Most of us do not like pain, discomfort. But the psalmist, when he looked at what God was doing and was able to understand things on a spiritual level. See, now, if you're just looking at things through the natural, you're not going to see affliction as good. You're not going to see as suffering, anything good coming out of suffering. You're not going to see any positives, some hardships, if you're looking at things through the natural. But when we look at things through the spiritual, spiritual is like having on a whole new set of glasses. Natural, we see things one way. Spiritual, we see things another way. Natural things can look one way. Spiritual things can look just the opposite. In the natural, when Jesus was hung on the cross, it looked like the enemies of Jesus had won. It looked like Pilate and, and uh, the high priests, the scribes and the elders, it looked like they had the victory, like they had the final say. It looked like they won. But in the spiritual, it was God really winning. Because in the spiritual, 
Jesus' death caused many, many more to be brought into Christianity, caused many, many more to be saved. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to let us know? Don't get caught up looking at things through the natural, my brother and my sister. Allow God to show you what is happening in the spiritual. Because what is happening in the spiritual and what is happening in the natural may look totally different. My spirit goes, praise God. God bless you, woman of God. My spirit goes to Elisha and Gehazi. On one occasion, they were surrounded by the Arameans. And Gehazi saw it, and he was afraid. He was very concerned. He was filled with panic. But Elisha prayed, Lord, open his eyes that he might see. And the Lord opened Gehazi's eyes, and he was able to see that the army that was surrounding him and Elisha was surrounded by chariots in the spiritual realm. So, children of God, I, I encourage you, you know, that things in the natural are oftentimes, most of the time, very different from how things are in the spiritual. Rich man and Lazarus, the Lord is bringing to my spirit now. In the natural, the rich man lived in luxury, dressed in purple and fine linen every day. In the natural, Lazarus was a beggar, laid at his gate. Even dogs came and licked his sores. But the Bible says the time came when the rich man died and he lifted up his eyes in hell. My prayer for every one of you under the sound of my voice is that you don't have to lift up your eyes in hell. In other words, he realized some truths in hell. This is why we preach. This is why we teach. This is why we study God's word on a daily basis so men and women can realize some truth now while there is something that can be done about it. Once an individual hits hell, that's it. This rich man realized in hell he should have shared more. This rich man in hell realized that he should have lived for God while he was alive. This rich man realized in hell that he should have been more concerned with his eternal life. He realized so many things. See, hell is a place where people realize some things. My prayer for us is that we don't have to go to hell to realize some things. We can get the realization right here through and by the unction of the Holy Spirit. What the rich man realized in hell people of God realized in this life. See, hell is a place of truth too. You know, for people that felt like they didn't need to live for the Lord, hell 
is a response to that. For people that feel like they didn't need to give to the Lord, or they didn't, hell is a response to that. Hell is a response to all unbelief of God and his program. Hell is a response. My prayer is for every one of us that we don't have to experience hell to experience truth. See, we can experience truth now. This is why God gives us his apostles, his prophets, his evangelists, his pastors, his teachers, why God gives us his word so we can experience truth now and not have to be sent to hell to experience truth. People in hell right now, right now, realizing that hell is real. People that did not believe in hell one bit when they were alive. There are God says there are many that are there right now. They believe it now. So my brother and my sister, let us take seriously the life that God has given us. Let us take seriously the purpose in which God created us, let us take seriously God's will and desire for us as his prized creation. We have been put here for a purpose. We have been put here for a reason. We have been put here to do a job for the Lord. And every one of us, you know, uh, our purpose and how God uses us to bring about this purpose may vary. The prophet's job is a little different from the apostle's job. But it all is meant to bring glory to God. The evangelist's job is a little different from the prophet's job, but meant to bring glory to God. The pastor's job is a little different from the evangelist's job, and the teacher's job is a little different from the pastor's job, and the gift of helps is a little different from, you know, we are just like our body, our natural body is one unit with many different functions children of God, we are one unit, the body of Christ, but we all have different functions. May you do your function well. May you know your function in the body of Christ and do your function well in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ. All right, saints. The blessed man the blessed man. As we look at Psalms chapter 1 Psalms, a book of prayers, praises songs to God Psalms opens up 
with the blessed man. And God, through and by the psalmist, gives you and I step-by-step procedure if we want to be blessed. Now, God will give you and I step-by-step procedure for anything he wants us to do. The question is, do we want to be blessed or have we been deceived into wanting to be cursed? Because the reality is, my brother and my sister, none of us want to be cursed. God knows that. And deep in our hearts, we don't want to be cursed. Now, there are blessings for obedience. If we really want to be blessed, God says simple, you have to obey me. Now, we don't want to be cursed. And what the Lord is bringing in my spirit now and flashing in my spirit for you all Adam really did not want to die. Adam, what he really wanted in his inner man was to live and to live in perfection. He didn't really want to die. Now, you say, well, Apostle, why did he eat the fruit? He ate the fruit because he really did not believe that all that was going to happen to him. See, you got to understand, my brother and my sister, the adversary comes into your life and into my life to try and get us not to believe God. He's going to work to try and get me And you, because if someone was to say now to us, you want blessings or you want curses, which one do you want? Most of us would not even have to think very much. We will automatically say blessings because God has created blessings for us. Watch this. God did not create curses for us any more than God created hell for us. Hell was created for the devil and his angels. But God says, if you all won't listen to me, if you all won't believe me, if you all won't obey me, then I will have to send you to hell. But God wants you and I blessed. That is what he created for us. Adam really wanted to be blessed. His mistake, his error was in believing that he could go contrary to God's word and still be blessed. That is the mistake that we sometimes make in this life. 
God has said what he has said. God means what he has said. God's punishment comes when we go against what he has told us. And this is what Adam had to find out. That God meant that death would come in if he ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. See, the, the, the adversary basically told him, you will not die. You know, the adversary is telling people today, you don't have to serve God. You don't have to live for God. Life can still be fulfilling. Life can still, all of it is lies. Adam had to find out the hard way that he had been lied to. You know, that 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 what was being said was not reality. That what God said in the beginning was reality. I want to encourage you, my brother and my sister. What every one of us is gonna find out at the end of the day is that what God said in the beginning was reality. See, that's why it, it it's better when dealing with the word of God, the will of God, the plan, the purpose of God, to do God's word as quickly as we possibly can. It's better for us. Look at look at what the Bible says. Blessed is the man. God is about to give us step by step how to be blessed. The first thing God says that in order to be blessed you can't walk in step with the wicked. One of the first things God lets us to know that if we want to be blessed our company is very important. You can talk all day, but if you have the wrong company, you are jeopardizing your blessings. Listen, until a man or woman changes their company, they're not serious about being blessed. I had a young man, one of my former athletes called me some time ago that has been struggling with cocaine use and abuse and one of the things he was saying to me when he called me was how he has got to change company and I told him until you change your company you can forget it it's a tragic thing to think that we can still be blessed and still walk in step with the wicked that's a lie in order to be blessed, my brother and my sister, there are some people that we must let go of, that there are some people that we must get away from around. There are some people that we just must cut out of our life. We cannot walk with the wicked and be blessed by God. Now, does this mean that we can't have anything to do with the wicked? No, of course not. Jesus did. 
But when Jesus was with the wicked, he was always preaching the word. Jesus was not fellowshipping with them. Jesus was not. Jesus was preaching. Jesus was teaching. Jesus was showing the wicked how to come out of their wickedness and come into the righteousness of God. May that be the same for you, every one of you, under the sound of my voice. So, in order to be blessed, God sets your company has a lot to do with that. In Proverbs, the Bible says that he who walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. Your company, your and my company, has a lot to do with whether we are blessed by God or whether we are cursed by God. Says that you know, the the man who who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the company of mockers. Well, what are what are mockers? Mockers don't really believe God is going to do what He said He's going to do. You know, they mocked. Jesus. And in mocking Jesus, they mock God. Listen to me, my brother, my sister. God cannot be mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, so shall he reap. So we see three things here that will keep us or will hinder our blessings. Now, one of the things, the one of the things that is very important about being blessed is knowing what will cause you to be blessed and avoiding that and knowing what will cause you I mean knowing what will cause you to be blessed and doing that and knowing what will cause you to be cursed and avoiding that these three things that we just looked at, walking in step with the wicked, standing in the way that sinners take, sitting in the company of mockers. These three things will cause you and I to be cursed by God. So we know the things that will cause us to be cursed. Now God talks to us about the things that will cause us to be blessed. We're talking about the blessed man. The scripture says in verse 2, but but whose delight is in the law of the Lord. I want to encourage every soul under the sound of my voice. Delight yourself in the Lord. Delight yourself in the law of the Lord. Delight yourself in the word of God. Listen to me. If you don't like hearing God's word, you need to repent, first of all, and realize that that is your flesh that is speaking. Now, as a child of God, we have two aspects of our being. We have our flesh and we have our spirit. Our flesh does not like 
the laws of God, does not like the word of God, does not like the will of God, but our spirit loves it. Understand that if if you 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 know you need to know what inside of you is flesh and what inside of you is spirit. What inside of you is trying to take you further away from God and what inside of you is trying to take you closer to God. Flesh is trying to take you further away from God. Spirit is trying to take you close you and I closer and closer to God. But whose delight God wants you and I to delight in his law. Well, how do we delight in the law of the God, in the law of the Lord? We allow our spirit to take precedence. Our soul basically sits in the middle. We got our flesh over on the left, we got our spirit over on the right, and our soul is sitting right in the middle. And whichever way he decides to go, whether he chooses to side with the flesh or whether he chooses to side with the spirit, is going to be the way our being is going to go. God wants us to decide in our soul to walk after the spirit, to walk after righteousness, to walk after the things that are pleasing in the eyesight of God. God wants us to, to delight in and after his law. And you say, well, Apostle, how do you know if one delights in the law of God? How do we know if we delight in the law of God? Very simple, my brother and my sister. The last part of verse 2 says, and who meditates on his law day and night. There is a mindset that God wants you and I to have. There is a place that God wants you and I to keep our minds. He wants you and, listen, God is judging us on many things, on everything we do, we say, we think, we go, we, 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 God is judging everything. But where we keep our minds is something that will determine whether we will be blessed by God or not. God wants us meditating. That means constantly thinking on something. Now, we can meditate on the flesh because what you choose, what you and I choose to meditate on is what will determine how far we go or what direction we will go either closer to God or further away from him. God wants us meditating on him. There are some of you all under the sound of my voice because you are meditating on the wrong thing. You are stopping yourself from being blessed from today. It will stop in the name of Jesus and you will meditate on his law. If you meditate on something and it's constantly got you confused or constantly got you perplexed or constantly got you, you're meditating on the wrong thing. We are responsible 
for what we meditate on, what we're constantly thinking on. If you're constantly thinking about how people have hurt you or constantly thinking about how how people have mistreated you or constantly people constantly thinking about what they did to you back when you were a little boy or a little girl, you're meditating on the wrong thing. I want to encourage you today, child of God, meditate on the law of God. Meditate on the law of God. Meditate on what has God said. What does the word of God say? What does the word of God say? What does the word of God say? Because if you and I meditate on what God says, God can change your situation if you're meditating on the right thing. Mm, Some of you didn't know that. God can change your situation. Listen, God says, I have brought healings in people's lives. Healings in people's body because they meditated on the right thing. God says, I brought deliverance in people's lives, deliverance to people's spirit, their, their soul, to their body, because they have meditated on the right thing. I want to encourage you today, my brother and my sister. I see some people in the spiritual realm. I see many of you that have joined in with us today. We praise God for your lives. But I'm going to tell you, I see some of you changing your meditation. I see today as being a turning point for you. I see you changing your meditation. Some of you didn't realize you, that you, you were meditating wrong. And that has been causing uh, problems in your life, has been causing problems in your marriage, has been causing problems in your relationship with God. Meditation. Constant thinking. Constant thinking. Constant thinking. What does God want us constantly thinking? Well, just like God wants us constantly doing with our body, his will, he wants us constantly thinking with our souls on his will. Constant, constant. Just keep thinking, thinking about God. And when thoughts come in your mind that are contrary to what God has said, reject them. Reject people that are trying to lead you down a path that is contrary to what God has said. Reject them. Disassociate yourself. Separate yourself. Because my blessing depends on what I I see. My blessing depends on my company. My blessing depends on my meditation. Blessed is the man who meditates on his law, on his law. You can't meditate on what God does not want you to meditate on and think you're going to be blessed. We can't meditate on the wrong thing. Just like we can't keep doing the wrong thing and think we're going to be blessed, God says you can't meditate on the wrong thing. So I want I thank God today. Because I see individuals in the spirit who are changing their meditation from today. Who are changing their meditation. Changing what they are constantly thinking on. And God says, I tell you what you like when you change your meditation. When your meditation changes to the right thing. Verse 3 says that person is like a tree 
planted by streams of water. Now, a tree. Oftentimes, the strength of a tree is dependent upon where it is planted. The strength of a tree oftentimes is dependent upon where it is planted. You plant a tree in some shallow soil with a lot of rocks underneath, just a little soil. A lot of times those trees can be pulled up, can be pushed over because the roots can't get down deep. So a lot of times the blessings or the curses in our lives depend on where we've been planted. See, Being planted or planting yourself around the wrong people can cause you to be cursed. We just went over that in, in verse 1. But being planting yourself in the right place. Look at this. The, a tree that is planted by streams of water. That's what we're like when we meditate on God's word. It yields its fruit. My prayer for you, child of God, is that you bring forth fruit. See? That you'll bring, you bring. In order for a tree to bring forth fruit, it has to be planted well. There's some people not bringing forth fruit in their lives. Because they're not planted well. They're in the wrong company. They 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 meditating on the wrong things. They thinking, constantly thinking on the wrong things. So they don't bring raw fruit. But when we get planted well, when we are meditating well, God begins to bring fruit. May you bring fruit out of your life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. May you bring fruit in your marriage, in your ministry. May, there, may, your, may your, your, your finances be fruitful. May your words be fruitful. Listen, when we open these mouths, are we opening these mouths and causing blessings on people's lives? Or are we opening these mouths causing curses on people's lives? Mm. If, you, if you don't know, Ask your friends. Ask the people you hang around. When I open my mouth and talk and speak, am I causing you to be blessed or am I causing you to be cursed? God desires that you and I be used to bring forth blessings in men and women's lives. You know, I don't believe, I see so many of you that have, have tuned in they have stopped telling me who's coming in sometimes. Saints say, oh, Apostle, I was watching you yesterday. I'm like, man of God, I didn't know because they, they, after a certain number of people come into the broadcast, I, they, they don't show me anymore. I can't, I can't see anymore. But I don't believe that you all are tuning in to be cursed or to hear curses or to hear foolishness or to hear nonsense. But I believe you are tuning in, people of God. I'm seeing people of God from so many different countries, East Africa, West Africa, uh, Europe, United States. All kind of, I believe you are tuning in to be blessed. My prayer is that you all are being blessed by what God is giving me to share 
with you all. So, children of God, I encourage you. I encourage you. Delight yourself in the law of God. In other words, make yourself like God's law. Make yourself like the word of God. You say, ah, Apostle, I don't like reading the Bible. Make yourself like reading the Bible. Make yourself like hearing what God has to say. Ah, Apostle, I don't like sitting up under a lot of preaching and a lot of teaching. Make yourself. You know, there are certain things that we don't like doing in the natural, but because they are good for us, we have to make ourselves like them. You might not like eating vegetables. Make yourself like eating vegetables because they're healthy for you. You might not like hearing God's word. Make yourself like hearing God's word because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You got to make yourself. Make yourself delight in the law of the Lord. Make yourself meditate on his law day and night. Listen. You don't like it. You don't you don't want to go to hell, do you? You don't suppose you would like going to hell, do you? No, no, I wouldn't like that. Well, then you got to make yourself like the things that God likes. We can do it. God has given us the power, the capability, the ability to make ourselves like the things that God likes. There's certain things that God delights in or likes or is pleased with. We can make ourselves delight in those things, too. We can make ourselves like those things, too. And God says when you do that, you'll be like a tree planted by streams of water, not a tree planted in in shallow soil that can be pushed over and knocked over any kind of way. Or when some wind come, it gets blowed over. We can be like a tree planted by streams of water. When a tree is planted by streams of water, it is well nourished. That tree is, man, I have tried to to remove. We've got a, a ditch here that goes over a portion of the property that the church is on. And that ditch it's filled with water. It stays filled with water. It is used for the excess water to run off the property and run down into this ditch. Well, sometimes uh, weeds and trees plant themselves, and I have to go. I used to have to go out and remove them. And some of those trees planted by the ditch water have been some of the strongest and most difficult trees and plants to remove that I have ever seen. Why? Because they are so well nourished. May you be well nourished by the word of God in the name of Jesus. Some of you all under the sound of my voice, you come in and you listen to a little word every now and then and you go and do your thing. But, uh, For those of you that submit yourself to the word of God, both day and night, you meditate on his law. Meditate on the law of the Lord day and night. You'd be like a tree planted by streams of water. The Bible says which yields its fruit 
in season. I want to encourage you, child of God. When we plant ourselves in and around and up under the word of God like God desires, we'll bring forth fruit in season. In other words, when it's your time to be blessed, you will be blessed. When it's your time to be lifted, you'll be lifted. When it's your time to be healed. See, see, listen, when we delight ourselves in the law of God and we meditate on his law both day and night, we become partakers of God's divine timetable. God has a divine timetable, a time that he does what he does. And when it is our time, when we have delighted ourselves in the Lord and we have meditated on his law day and night, God says, when it's time for me to bless you, I can bless you. When it's time for me to heal you, I can heal you. When it's time for me to deliver you, I can deliver you. You will receive your blessing in season. Child of God, my prayer for each of us is that we will receive our blessing in season. God is a God of seasons. God is a God of time. Even though he is above time, he is above seasons, he operates in time and in seasons. Scripture says that our leaf does not wither. In other words, what we do prospers. When we are, when we submit and subject ourselves to God's word like we're supposed to, prosperity is our portion. I, I, my spirit is going to one of my deacons here. I love this brother, so I don't want to give his name, but I, I, he'll, he'll know who he is when I, when I contact him. Years ago, Many, many years ago, we were doing our broadcast on TalkShoe. We are still doing it on TalkShoe. Many of you all are watching us through Facebook and uh, through other social media. But we were doing our broadcast on TalkShoe, and this great man of God contacted me one day and was telling me, Apostle, I listened to the broadcast, and I was so blessed. And, you know, you know God is is doing so many great things in my life. And, he, and as he was talking, I heard the Lord speak. The Lord said, tell this brother, I don't want to give his name, that he's about to come into a large sum of money. And I told him, just, I said, man, I, I just heard, hear God. I just interrupted him. I said, man of God, the Lord has told me you're about to come into a large sum of money. And shortly after that, you know, he had been faithful in his offerings, which were, you know, considerably smaller. And all of a sudden, his offering increased greatly. And I saw the offering come in. I called him on the phone. I said, man of God, I'm not complaining, but I'm noticing that your offering has increased greatly. He said, Apostle, remember you told me some time ago we were talking that I was about to come into large sum of money. I said, man of God, I, you know, I couldn't remember. I give prophecies every day. I can't. He said, anyway, there was a job I had been trying to get for 14 years that God has blessed me with. 
You say, Apostle, what are you trying to tell me? Now, I've been listening to you on uh, for some time. What are you saying to us, Apostle? What I'm saying to you, my brother and my sister, when we meditate on his law, quit thinking what you've been thinking and meditate on his law. When we delight ourselves in his law, not what you want to do, not what I want to do, but his law, then God has blessings for you and for me that have been ordained since before the foundations of the earth that he is able to release to us. In other words, when we start doing this thing like God wants, God can begin to release to us what he has for us. My prayer for you under the sound of my voice today is not that God will release his blessings in your life. I'm not praying. That's I'm not praying that for you. Listen to me, children of God. I am not praying that for any of you. Rather, my prayer for all of you is that you will do, that we will do what God wants us to do so that he can release to us. This man of God that I was talking about, all he started doing was what the early saints were doing in the early church. He devoted himself. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2, verse 42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' doctrine. You, some, Listen, some of you under the sound of my voice right now, you don't even realize just by devoting yourself to the apostles' doctrine or apostles' teaching, you are positioning yourself to be blessed. Some of you all are going to have some blessings coming into your life. You're going to be wondering where that come from. What is, what is that? It's because you devoted yourself to the apostle doctrine. The Bible says the early saints devoted them, themselves to the apostles doctrine and much grace was upon them all. Listen to me, my brother and my sister. What you and I choose to sit up under, what you and I choose to watch, choose to listen to, choose to hear, choose to meditate on, will determine whether we are blessed or whether we are cursed. My prayer for every one of you. That you will choose that which will bring blessings in your life, which you will choose, that you will choose the things to do, to say, to think that will bring blessings in your life. Blessed is the man who meditates on his law. God said, I'm telling you how to be blessed now. God said, how much, how much simpler could I have made this? Meditate. God said, look, Meditate on my law, Robert. Meditate on my word. You 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 got some free time. Yes. What well, a start guard said, think on my word. Think on my word. Think on what I've said. Go over scriptures in your mind. Go over word in your my word in your mind over and over and over. Because God says my word is blessed. And if you accept my word into your mind, your mind will be blessed. If you accept my word into your life, your life will be blessed. If you accept my word into your marriage, into your finances, into your ministry, whatever you accept my word, 
into, saith the Lord, you will be blessed. Wherever you reject my word, that's where you'll be cursed. You'll be cursing that right there. Now, the choice is ours, my brother and my sister. Do we want blessings or do we want curses? We want blessings. And I pray for you, children of God. And I prophesy to you, children of God, that we will walk according to his blessings. We will receive his blessings in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ. The blessed man. The blessed man. The blessed man does things a certain way. The blessed woman does things a certain way. That's why they get blessed. That's why they're able to stay blessed. There's certain things God wants to see us do every day. God wants to see us worship him every day. God wants to see us meditating on his law every day and every night. There's certain things God wants to see. Now, if God don't, if God don't get what he's looking for, God's going to be gone. God's going to be gone. God going to have to withdraw from that right there. So we want to keep God in our business. We want to keep God in our finances. We want to keep God in our blessing our jobs, blessing our families, blessing our businesses. We want to keep God. We want to keep God because it's a terrible thing. The Bible says to fall into the hands of the living God or angry God when God get angry. That's a terrible thing. So we want to keep God in it and we want to keep God happy. Listen to me, my brother and my sister. We want to keep God happy. And when we meditate, see, when we meditate on his law, what we're doing is we're keeping our mind on God. We're keeping our mind on what God has said. That's where the adversary gets victory in many, many individuals' lives, when their mind gets off of what God has said. That's what happened to Adam in the garden. His mind got off. God said, do not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for in the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. Now, he should have been just kept going over that in his mind. I can do whatever, God, whatever I want to do in this garden, but I can't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I can't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Where the day that I eat of it, I will surely die. Just kept meditating. But he got off of that. And he listened to the adversary who says, God, you will not surely die. God doesn't know that in the day that you eat of it, your eyes will be open, knowing good from evil, and you'll be like God. He got on a lie. He got off the truth. And he got on a lie. May you, my brother and my sister, stay on the truth. And not get on a lie. A lie will not end us up where we really want to be. Amen. Well, the blessed man, the blessed woman, the blessed child. God has 
given you and I great insights today as to how to be blessed. My prayer for every one of you today is that you will be blessed. Well, like my bishop used to say years ago, that's the message. Pray that you have been blessed at the preaching and teaching of God's word. Pray that you have learned something and will carry something away from this fellowship that will not only cause you to be blessed, but cause you to continue to be blessed on an even higher and an even greater scale. This is my prayer. We count it done in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. God bless you, children of God. Uh, The Lord willing, we will see you all a little later on. This is Apostle Robert Bryant signing out. For those of you that want to contribute, be a blessing to the ministry. If this ministry has been a blessing to you, I encourage you, be a blessing to it. And God will do something very special in your life. Go to our church website and follow the instructions there. And uh, uh, you can be a blessing to us as well. God bless you, saints. And may heaven continue to smile on each of you.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.